Blog Talk Radio. Some guy named Jay. How you doing today? Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> What's up? Yeah, just do, I'm doing good. Just doing the show. Just doing the show, Jay. We already know, honey. We know. 
How are you, though? How are you today? Oh, yeah, I'm doing well. You know, can't complain. If I did, it wouldn't change anything. Right, and it's hot as hell outside. I know you've been outside today. My gosh. Oh, my God. I'm about to melt. I'm about to explode. (laughs) I love this weather, though. Like, I'd rather, honestly, would rather be hot than be cold. Like, I love to have to strip clothes down rather than put on a whole bunch of bundles. So I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I feel you. You know, it's that that good. I'm trying to look good in my bikini when I go down to the beach. Hey, honey. (laughs) You already know. Yes, honey. Love the heat. You know, I can show my curves off a little bit more, too, when it's hot. So let's just just put that out there. Got a little bit of something, something. Working with something. Oh yeah, I I I I, I see. Shoot, I, I need to. <laughs> I need to hit the gym or something. So I can so I can. Uh, All right. So I don't look like some big gorilla that just came out of the zoo. <laughs> I gotta work. I don't know. Get that beach body ready. Yeah, I gotta get that. <laughs> gotta get some kind of body. Get that flow rider, get the sweat body or something. <laughs> hey, look! Now we can say get that Gucci body. You think? Yeah, Gucci? no. He got, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he went. He went, He got locked before he got locked up. He was, looked like he was pregnant, and then he got out. What? All deep. <laughs> I guess he said he ain't had nothing but time, right? I didn't think exactly. I would never say that. Get a Gucci body? What? Mm. Looking good though. <laughs> got abs. Um, what's his name? His girlfriend. <laughs> Looking at you. His girlfriend, child, she cannot get enough. I swear she posts a picture every day of her boo. I said, I ain't mad at you, though, honey. Oh, For real. Yeah. You, you know you know what? Speaking of that prison body, you know, like, when I mm-hmm. see, like, old men, like, you know, you see, like, these old men look like they're in their late 50s, early 60s, and they got that mm-hmm. snow up on top of their and they look diesel and buff. You know, the first <laughs> thing I think when I see, like, an old man is diesel, I, I say to myself, now he done got out of prison. He done he's been serving time. Right. With a body like that, he <laughs> he too cut <laughs> just to be walking around. Yeah, exactly. You silly. <laughs> hey, it'll do it to you though. I mean, shit, you ain't got nothing but time in in the joint. So I mean, what else you gonna do? Exactly. <laughs> mm, so before we even get started. Who do you got tonight winning the game? You got the Cavs, you got the Warriors. Who you taking in game six? Um, see, I'm a, I, see if I say the wrong team, like she says, I'm, I'm a fair weather supporter. I'm, I'm one of those people. Whoever I think gonna win me some money, that's who I'm. That's who I'm go, pulling for. Oh, you a bandwagon? <laughs> okay, I got you. I'm I see your colors. I'm sick one. <laughs> You know what? You one of the people that I don't like. One of the people I don't like. Bandwagon for real. You gotta pick a team. You can't be Cavs one day and then when they lose and you team Warriors. You can't do that. Traitor. Hey, that's how you get beat up out here though. I know. That's what you have to do. I'm a yes. special I'm pissing off somebody if I say that. But uh I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go and say Golden State. Um but uh but you like, already I'm know who I'm going for. 
yeah. <laughs> Team LeBron. <laughs> you already yeah. know that. I mean, but you know what? I, I mean, everybody has to be like, oh, you ain't going for Curry. No, I love Curry. Just because I'm, I'm saying Team LeBron don't mean I'm like, F Curry. Like, I got to go for Curry, too, because of the home team. You know what I'm saying? Like, Curry is balling. He's a freaking nature. He's doing what people ain't seen in this league before. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's he's definitely putting on, and he's, you know what I'm saying? I love who he is, too. Like, he's a Christian. I don't know if there's a lot of people know about <laughs> I don't know if a lot of people know about, like, who he truly is. Like, um, he had a deal with one of the shoe companies, and because they didn't want to put his Bible verse, at the bottom of his shoe, he went with a whole other company who would. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to respect a man like that. So, I love Curry, but I have LeBron and Odell on my wall. So I can't, you know, them my, them my bros, my niggas right there. I got to I gotta rock with them. Yeah, I need to have a clip of a baby crying for LeBron every time I say LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all gonna stop talking about the king. All right. He wouldn't be the king. Okay? If he ain't had no king ability. So let's just put that out there. For all the haters, if you're listening, he's the king. He's not being called the king for no reason. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> for now. <laughs> Why yeah, yeah. He's the king, man. <laughs> um you funny. Well, Aside from the game uh, tonight, uh, what else has been going on in sports news that you want to uh, talk about? I know you're going to probably post some more stuff on Ill Fame as far as. Uh, um, honestly, I haven't really. This is That has honestly been my main focus is these finals right now because that's basically all that's going on. I do know that, um, uh, well, LeBron is like the ninth all-time final score. I forgot to put that out there. He passed um, Magic Johnson. In the list, so kudos to him for that. Um, I do know that Brandon. Yes, yes, yes. Give it up, give it up. I do know that Brandon Marshall um, extended his contract four years, thirty-two million, twenty million guaranteed. Lord Jesus, just give me a meal. I'll be good. I'll be good. I promise. But um, he extended his contract, and I do know that my man Bond. It's kind of going through it right now because he's basically saying, you know, if the Broncos don't give me that franchise tag, I don't know if I'm going to be here. So everybody's just like, pay that man. I mean, I, I, he deserves it, you know, Super Bowl MVP. But um, they haven't – he hasn't signed yet. So it's kind of like, ooh, that's a that's an iffy thing right there. So I think that's um big in the news right now as well. So we'll see. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll definitely see, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And um, for all you listening, definitely check out com for your up-to-date, up-to-the-latest, up-to-the-down-to-the-newest-point on-the-game news for, uh, yes. for sports and just entertainment as a whole. So, yeah, definitely check it out. You know, um, lots of uh, updates mm-hmm. on the athletes, uh, on the games, on the uh, – you know, even even other things the athletes are up to too. You can go to Ilfay Mag and check that out. Yes, and before we move on, I just gotta say this whole thing with Gilbert Arenas and his baby mama is getting on my last damn nerve. I don't know if everybody has been seeing it, 
But he, um, they and they got like damn four, five kids. Like you would have thought they only had like one child, but they literally got like four or five kids, right? So I don't know if you know who his ex-wife is or whoever she is. Um, she's um, Matt Barnes' ex's sister. You know who Matt Barnes' ex is, right? You know what's his name took his wife. Um, Barry Fisher took Matt Barnes' ex. I don't know if you know all that mess. But anyway, so the sister. She was on the show with Basketball Wives as well. So they, like, literally keep going back and forth on social media. I mean, he put in up these book-ass posts, like, oh, she wants this much money and how I do this and how did I do this and if this was re-. I mean, really, they going back and forth with each other on social media. And so I think that um, Laura is her name. I think that she recently actually put out a post which it looks like she has deleted off her damn page because I'm on her page right now. But the bitch basically was like um, somebody, she was basically putting her sister out that um, he, I mean, Gilbert Arenas out that he slept with her sister. Like his, oh. her, her sister, she's putting her own sister out there. And I mean, it's just crazy because I think the sister then went off now. And I mean, it's like ridiculous. I mean, and then I think the brother like commented under the under one of the pictures and even went off on her. Like I'm like your own family tur- turning against you and oh my gosh, it's 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 kind of messy sad, though. It's yeah. there you go. That's the word right there. Yeah. It's messy as hell. So listen, oh. I'm gonna read it to you. So this is what Gloria said. Gloria said. So we're spreading lies about family on social media now. Not sure how or why any of these un whatever malicious lies started. Let me clear the record in case you haven't already seen Gilbert Arenas' post. I have never slept with Gil. And whether or not you agree with my relationship or not, that's not your place to comment on, especially not publicly. I know we've had our disagreements, our fights, our arguments, but we're sisters, we're family. That's what we do. But this? Question mark. Dragging not only me but our entire family in the mud as if we weren't raised under the same roof by the same parents. That's new to me. Our kids have IG pages. Our nieces and nephews have IG pages. Is this how you want to represent not only yourself but our family? If that's the case, that's all you. I want no part in it. You have my number, my address, my email, my DM. If you want to talk, I'm here. That shit is ridiculous. Uh, Thanks, sister. Messy. Trifling, all that. And that you said it was on Instagram? They post that? Yes. This is family going back and forth. Mm. Yeah, so Gilbert has really just, I don't know, he he's turned out to kind of be a little different than honestly what I thought he was as well, kind of messy as a man. But, hey, I guess that's what the people want to see, right? Hey, I get that. People like that drama. You know, there's no more soap operas. All they got to do is look at basketball <laughs> wives and all this other stuff, you know, love and hip-hop. You know, that's where all the drama is. Unless, uh, you know, unless, shoot, it's, you can just turn on social media and see some drama. What? Shout mm. a hot-ass mess. But, hey, I guess that's what keeps everybody happy is the drama. So I'm all here for it. Oh yeah, keep keep them keep them tuned in and listening and looking in, <laughs> watching. <laughs> exactly, two eyes. Oh yeah, wow. Um, 
Well, before we do get into the interview, I just want to let everybody know uh, that song that was played at the, at the beginning of the show uh, that was from Nakia, that song was called The Drug Song, and uh, that single is on her EP titled She Is Me, and you can get that on iTunes, uh, Amazon, Spotify, pretty much everywhere music is being sold digitally. So definitely check her out. You can also check out her official website, Sounds of Nakia. That's N-I-K-I-A dot com. Check it out. She got some great stuff. And also, like I said before, check out Ill Fame Mag, IllFameMag dot com. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, all kind of great stuff. Uh, so you you want to go on ahead and get ready to bring on Kent, Kent Falcon or? Yes. Um, you want to do a kind of like an intro on him or you want to kind of briefly tell people about him a little bit? Okay, well, uh, well, Kent Falcon, uh, he's uh, he plays the role of Richard on uh, Tyler Perry's For Better or For Worse, For Better or Worse. Um, he's also a director. He's played a lot of other things. He's played Selma. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a small role in Die Hard, uh, a little small role in Men in Black. Um, you know, he's Everything. played a lot of yeah, uh, Fat Albert. No, 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 he didn't play it that. I was sorry. So food. Uh, oh, oops. Hope you're not, hope you're not listening. That was, that was my little joke. That's <laughs> <laughs> why put the wrong thing on your resume out there. <laughs> he played a lot of different stuff. Uh, he did. He's very, uh, very cool, very down to earth. Uh, so, yeah, you are uh, you ready to bring him on? Let's bring on Kent, honey. Let's bring him on. Yes, yes. You're uh, listening to Getting Nosy with Tanae and some guy named Jay. We got Kent Falcon in the house. How you doing, Kent Falcon? I'm good today. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm just hanging in there, just doing a show. (laughs) (laughs) Now, look, Jay, before we even start with anything, Kent's from Raleigh, North Carolina, so he's representing for the state. Like, that is, you know, kudos to that. Yeah, no, that's the hometown. That's the home state, you know, Carolina boys, you know. Yes, I did not know that. Like, that is interesting. Wow. So are you a Panthers fan? And, you know, since being from North Carolina, was you rooting for the Panthers? Uh, You know, if they're in something, yeah, I pull for them because, you know, I had left left North Carolina really before the Panthers really kind of got there and got established, you know. So when I was Mm -hmm. growing up, they were all about the ACC. You know, it was all about Tar Heels. Do, yeah. All that kind of thing. And so when we finally got a protein with the Hornets, like, okay, that's cool. And uh, <laughs> and then never thought we'd actually get an NFL team. So yeah, if they if they in something, you know, I'm, I'll pull for them definitely. It was good. Good. Are you watching the finals right now? I am. I I, I didn't get a chance to see. I got to see the beginning of last night's game. I was like, okay, that's cool. And then like halftime, it was tied. And then I had to. I had to <laughs> something I'd get into, and then I came back expecting, oh, okay, you know, Steph and them wrapped it up. I was like, what? No. Yeah, no, LeBron and them said, no, nah, we got <laughs> other plans tonight. Yes, so, uh, they took yeah. care of business. They, they wanted did. to say that the NBA was at fault for making um, Draymond, Draymond. Out, but, you know, that, I don't know if that was true. You know, if they, right. I mean, they probably still would have won. Right. <laughs> Right, right. No, I, I don't think LeBron's ready to just lay it down right now, you know. <laughs> now, no, now, I'm asking think... this. Uh, you know, when you left North Carolina, uh, was it mm-hmm. to pursue the acting career or was it or was it for other reasons why you left? 
No, no, no. It was actually uh, I've been blessed, you know, be an actor in this business since I was like fourteen, and I was even even when I was in North Carolina in Raleigh. My first series I did was a show called Sparks, and I played a teenage time traveler. And they shot this. It was a Saturday morning live action TV show that they shot out of the CBS studios there in Raleigh. And uh, I, I played a teenage time traveler, and it aired on Saturday mornings and basic storyline would be like, you know, these kids have their little everyday teen angst and the the grandfather's best friend was a scientist and he had this secret time machine hidden behind the workshop and we'd go off and visit mm-hmm. some historical figure who had a similar life issue and we learn our little lesson and we come back and like love it, right? That's that was pretty much the storyline week to week, right? So I shot that from ninth grade all the way to Graduation, I, I left the series to go on to college. I went to the University of North Carolina School of the Arts there to study acting. Then I went to London for a little while and did, uh, studied Shakespeare. And, and then, you know, I came back, and it was just always a plan. I was going off to New York, you know. I was, you know, I was going off to do theater. and um, I wasn't really thinking about film and TV that much. You know, I, I did my first film while I was still there in North Carolina in Wilmington, a, a Corey Haim and Corey Feldman film, one of them Corey Corey films. Uh, Jason Robards, and uh, I was still in high school, so the plan was to leave, you know, that was, you know, since a little bitty boy, man, it was just kind of been on my mind, that's where I was headed, so, um, yeah, so that it was just to, yeah, it was to leave to pursue, man, pursue the career. Wow, that's amazing. I love that the journey that you have um, taken, in, and of course, from where you started to now, I think a lot of people have seen you, of course, on the show, for better or worse. I love that show. It's hilarious. It's funny. How did you uh, land that role? Yeah. Talk about that. Uh, you know, that was one of those you never you never know in this business sort of moments. You know, you just mm-hmm. one day I was sitting in the house and the, the phone rang, and uh, it was my agent saying, uh, was I available to fly to Atlanta tomorrow <laughs> because Tyler Perry, you know, he, he was familiar with my work and wanted to, meet me about a new show that they were putting together. And I was like, what? Uh, yeah, sure, you know. And then they called back and was like, uh, actually, he's leaving for Paris tomorrow. Can you be on the red eye tonight so he can see yeah. you in the morning before he can leave, right? And I'm like, uh, okay, I'm scrambling. You know, I'm waiting for the flight details, but it was the it was the Friday before Memorial Day weekend, right? And so a couple mm-hmm. hours passed, I called back and said, you know, Kent, you know, we can't get any flights out tonight. Everything is solid booked. Can you do a Skype call in the morning with the executives of the show? <laughs> so oh, wow. this is 2011, right? So I was like, I thought I had a Skype thing. I was like, man, I, I got to use a name. I can't remember what the password is, but I'll work it out by the morning. Sure, we can make this happen, right? <laughs> so I ended up doing a call with uh, Mark Swinton and Ozzy Aru, you know, you know, it's kind of weird. You're on Skype. You know, it's not even an audition. We just kind of talk. <laughs> They're trying to get to know me or what have you. And uh, so the call goes well. Tyler had already taken off of Paris or what have you. And then my agent's like, after the call, agent calls up. Oh, you know, I think it went well. It was great. I said, okay, we'll see you something next week. Okay, cool. Uh, a week and a half goes by. I don't hear a word. Nothing. Nada. <laughs> I was like, well, dang, what was that all about? So then I get another call, and they go, um, you have an audition tomorrow for a new Tyler Perry show <laughs> that they're doing. Oh, I was like, wait a minute, 
minute, what happened to all this phone call and Skype and all this and the other fly in Atlanta, you know? It was like, y'all coming at me like this is something totally new, right? So I was like, you know, let me check what I, check whatever it is, my pride, whatever it is. Like, yeah, I'll go in, whatever. So I go in. It was at the, this hotel that's right beside the comedy store here on Sunset. I can't call the name of it. Walked in, and it was turned out, I guess Tyler had flown back from Paris, and he was, you know, meeting people, right? Turns out oh. that day is my birthday. It was, I mean, it was June 8, 2011. <laughs> And so I go, we meet, we talk, and it's like, oh, you want to do some of the material? So, yeah, it's cool. I read some. And then as I'm driving back, they were like, uh, I got a call. So, you know, you, you got the role they want you, but they want you in Atlanta tomorrow. You need to be on the red eye tonight by 11.55, so we got to work out this deal before you get on the plane. So I'm like, mm-hmm. so I was like, man, I need to go. I ain't got time to do laundry. I'm about to run to the store and get some underwear. I got you know, like, like I was not expecting to be on the plane tonight. So I, I went straight to the airport that night and they went straight to to right to the studio. Didn't even go to the hotel or anything. Went straight to the studio because they were doing uh, on camera set tests. So they wanted to see the actors on set in the, mm-hmm. on the set with the camera. So it was when you talk about whirlwind. It was just yeah. it was whirlwind. You know. One thing about this wow. business, you never know. You know, one phone call, things can be different. Yeah, it could change everything. Now, look, Michael on the show, he's fine. Jason, he's fine. Brad, he's fine. Kent, you fine, right? Is there <laughs> well, ever any, like, you said what? I said, well, thank you, love. I appreciate that. <laughs> Yes, is there ever any, like, competition, fun competition, though? I mean, with all of you good-looking men on the show, is there ever any, like, oh, you know, uh-uh, I, I'm getting the ladies, or, you know what I'm saying, like, the, the ladies type thing, is there any competition? No, none whatsoever, none whatsoever. We love, it's, we, we really are like the four amigos on that, on that thing, the four musketeers, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we, we, we get in trouble together, we hang together, uh, no, we love them cats. It, it's never like that. It's more of a, you know, a, tell me the story. What were the details? What happened? <laughs> you know, right. So, uh, no, it's all love. It really is. It really That's is. amazing. Now, how is it working with Tyler Perry? Like, what what is his work sense like? Because he just seems like he's a hardworking man. He's taken over the film industry. Like, he's. Listen, he's, I, you know, I have thoroughly enjoyed working, you know, with him and I cannot knock this brother's hustle. I mean, when you think you think you got your hustle, but this cat and, and it's amazing <laughs> because he's at a position where he doesn't have to hustle anymore, you know? Uh wow. he'll work uh, here here's a typical here's a typical schedule for him. Like he likes to shoot the shows in tandem. So a lot of times our show will shoot at the same time as the have and have nots, right? Mm-hmm. So the have and have nots will do so many days in the week, and we'll do so many days in the week, and it varies from week to week, right? So he'll work Monday through Friday. He he's the same. He, he doesn't move. We we switch around. He stays the same, right? So he's shooting. <laughs> he's directing every episode. So he's working Monday through Friday, and the last at least two years, I know he's always had a road show going on at the same time. So we'll shoot, let's say Friday, and we'll do like a half day. So we'll depending on where he has to go. So we'll, you know, call time will be like 6 a.m., whatever. We'll shoot to about 2 or 3, and then he breaks out, and he'll go. They'll take the plane and go out to whatever city the show is. Is Medea on the run or Medea gets a job, whatever, whatever he's got going on. So let's mm-hmm. say they go to Baltimore. So they'll fly up to Baltimore, and he'll do five shows 
between Friday and Sunday night, sometimes six. If they oversell, they'll do three shows on on Saturday, right? Wow. 12-4 and then 8 o'clock. Comes back, does a show Sunday night at 7, flies <laughs> back, and will be on set with us Monday morning. Oh and and God. and he and that's that's how he'll work, you know. And I was like, I just cannot knock that brother's hustle. I mean, this is a cat that's got you know generational wealth at this point. You know, he got great great mm-hmm. kids that's gonna be straight. You know, um, yeah. but obviously loves what he does. And in terms of working with him on set, I've never worked with a, a creative person who trusts their gut the way he does. I mean, he I mean mm-hmm. we'll change something on a fly, and he'd be like, okay, yeah, let's do that. Oh, let's let's work with that. Or that's even <laughs> better. You know. Um, no, wow. no ego there when it comes to work. If you have a better idea, he's all for it. He's down for it, you know. Um, so I'm, working with him has just been great. I mean, now the brother works fast. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you you got to be on your game and on your point because listen, it's it's a runaway train, and you you got to jump on, get in where you fit in, and, and be ready to roll, you know. Because uh, he's got he got things to do. So he's it's been in the other. The other thing I will say, I love having worked on so many sets and in so many projects. I love the diversity that Tyler brings his set. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly see brothers and sisters doing things on his set that I never see out here, and it's mm-hmm. it's so re, you know refreshing. And I give him mad props for giving people opportunities to you know to get down and do their thing, get experience, get some resume stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he's solid. Oh. Wow, definitely can't knock his hustle. I I can imagine how many hours he put in because I mean he's everywhere on TV. He got shows here. He got he's around. <laughs> right. He got the plays. It's like the movies. It's like all we gonna be watching yeah. is just Tyler Perry everywhere. Exactly. Have, like, have you all been to his house? Uh, I I went to the house, the one that just sold. Um, okay. That one that's, I don't know, $17 million, whatever. When we first got the show, right before we started, we had a big barbecue at his place, and he took us on a tour, and uh, it was amazing. It was just it was just out of something out of this world. And I've been to his, his L.A. house, the one in Beverly Hills, on uh, a few parties. So, But, um, yeah, that, that Atlanta wow. house was just amazing. Mm-mm-mm. I can only imagine. Now, right. who is funniest cast member off of that show, off camera, would you say? Ooh. Off camera? Like in real uh, life. In real life. Well, you know, Coco is hilarious. She stays yeah. tripping, you know. Her her comic wit is just always on. Um, uh, Brad is a trip, too. I, you know, I don't know. It, 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 it just varies. We all seem to take, you know, like, you know, we pass the rock, you know. It, it just depends on... <laughs> Uh, you know, what's going down, some of the funniest stuff just happens. And Jason is just, he's just off the chain. Sometimes he'll just get in these modes. He'll just throw on a, he'll find a wig and in, in, in makeup. <laughs> he'll just do this like a British character for half the day, right? Oh, my God. But, because then you take it too far. It's like, okay, Jason, that was funny the first two hours. Can you stop that, please? Stop that, brother. So it's a Aww. lot of silliness like that, yeah. Yeah. Well, what are some of the challenges you've experienced? Like, you've seen kind of with being an actor and trying to land, like, those big roles and those major roles. Right, right. You know, it's – I guess the the 
And it, it's funny you ask because, you know, I'm starting to do these seminars and these speaking engagements, some of the seminars trying to talk to younger actors in terms of, you know, mm-hmm. what my journey has been about. And I think the biggest challenge has just been trying to be, you know, consistency, you know, in terms of just okay. trying to con- try to continue to stay employed, stay mm-hmm. afloat, you know, stay in it, not to get discouraged because there's just so there's so many factors that are out of your control. So in, right. in being able to focus on what you can control. So that's that those are the challenges and and the longer I've been in the business the more I've sort of realized that those challenges just never go away. You know, you think, mm-hmm. Oh, once I get this, you know, oh this will happen, this will happen, this will happen. <clears throat> I think mm-hmm. it's re- I think rarely if ever that's the case. You know, as I progressed in my career when I was early on, oh I'd lose out to this person because they got a bigger name or I'd lose out to this person because, you know, they're on a show or whatever, whatever. So, you know, now that, you know, I've progressed and, and I have those things that I used to think were obstacles or I didn't have and, which you know, it, it it's the same thing, you know. Right. Sometimes I'll get offered roles. Sometimes I still have, you know, I still go in and audition and, you know, I'm sitting in a room with, you know, brothers that I've been seeing on TV movies forever. It's the, the struggle is the yeah. same, you know, it never goes <laughs> away. So, you know, one of the things I try to encourage, you know, younger actresses that are starting out is to go, don't sweat that part, you know, because that's never mm-hmm. going to change. You know, there's, you know, Brad Pitt has plenty of stories of things even now. He's like, oh, man, I hate I lost dog on that. Or, you know, dang, I, mm-hmm. I was so close to getting that born identity thing, you know, but Matt snapped that up. You know, it's like, like well, what you complain mm-hmm. about you, Brad Pitt? But it <laughs> happens, you know, to, to all of us. That's just kind of the nature of the business, and that's one of the things, you know, I try to talk about in, in, in terms of trying to, being able to keep your sanity and, and, and the things that you can do to help yourself. And so that in mm-hmm. seminars that I have with young actors uh, and or just people who are new to the business, you know, uh, right. that sort of help in their journey along the way. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, now let me ask you this. What would be your uh, dream role if you could get it? Like what, what's the one character or the one what, – what would you – what type of character or type of uh, – yeah, what would be your dream role? Wow, dream role. Um, you know, I think it would fall in two, a couple of different categories. You know, there's like the dream role for like the, the sort of the, just the career aspect of it. You know, just I, I, I would go over the moon to do a, a, a Marvel film or some film where a brother gets his own action figure. You know, it's like <laughs> man, if I can. Brother, get his own action figure. You're like, man, there it is, right there. <laughs> so I don't know, Star Trek, anything, you know, any any kind of toy. If a brother got his action figure, that would be like a dream come true. But in terms of like artistically, um, it would be something along the lines of, um, oh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a of a of a, of a character. It's just you know, being able to play something that's just so real, so three dimensional that has you know, just such uh, a journey. Um, those are the things that just kind of really appeal to me that, you know, that an actor, when you get a chance to be in a character that's just, just very full and just has this full, full journey. Um, I, I think a lot of times people of color who, you know, actors of people of color, we're sometimes get stuck in roles where you never get a chance to, Particularly like in TV, a lot of like TV roles when you come in and do guest star stuff, you you don't get 
the opportunity to be in a character that has a full arc, you know, that has a full emotional arc. A lot of times you get characters that, you know, move the plot along, you know, give out some information about this, that, and the other, right? You, you're there to just kind of service the piece, you know? So you, <laughs> you rarely get those chances to, to see the character go through something or think through something or, or what have you. So those are the kind of things that I continue to look for. I continue to try to create for myself. Uh, those are what I call the dream roles, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, now, talking about um, one of the films you did, was, which was interesting, interesting, Strange Fruit, is that one of the hardest roles that you had to play, or how do you go about preparing for a role like that? You know, um, I guess it was definitely a challenge, but it, it wasn't the you know, hardest role. It was just that... Mm-hmm. The subject matter was sort of dark. Um, it was, you know, it was very sort of tragic. Um, I think just physically shooting the film was harder than the sort of emotional stuff. You know, for me as an actor, if I if I can just buy into the circumstances of what's happening, then it it, it can just sort of come. You know, it's not that big of a struggle for me to, to get wherever I need to get emotionally, what have you. But just mm-hmm. physically being down in Louisiana, shooting in these bayous, you know, there was, you know, a couple scenes where, you know, I'm, I'm having to run through the night, you know, with no shirt on and this, that, and the other. And, you know, we got all these big lights and stuff up there. So it was like every mosquito in Louisiana was <laughs> like, like, oh, dinner time, right? Um, so, and we were shooting in some remote places where, you know, you cross a certain bridge and there'd be no more cell service. You know, it was like, woo. Mm-hmm. We was we yeah. was in the sticks and where they had a staying, you know, if you heard a production car was going to the Walmart that was like twenty miles away, you're like, Yeah, I'm going. It's like what you need? Nothing. <laughs> I need to need to go somewhere, you know. So um so the physical demands of trying to shoot that movie was, was really tough and we were shooting in some you know, really sort of grungy locations, you know. We uh, mm-hmm. we shot in this one house they call it the House of Emphysema. Because the the owners, I, I swear maybe she smoked three packs a day, so the smoke was just in the walls. It was in the mm-hmm. everything. So you sat down, you you have you end up coughing yourself. You know, it was like I mean the house had great look, but it was so hard to, to shoot in that place. It was you know the house of emphysema. I'll never forget it. It's like, woo, God bless her. I hope you know. She kept the tobacco industry alive by herself. I mean, she was. Uh, <laughs> but so that was that was that was the toughest part of of that of that film for me. Okay, I was just wondering because I didn't know. You know, sometimes when people have to go into those roles of the opposite sex and playing those gay roles and stuff like that, sometimes I don't know. But I've seen a lot of people break out in their careers with those roles as well too. So I didn't know, you know, how that right. was mentally. Well, you know. The, one of the things was, you know, when they were trying to cast me for it, it was kind of like I, I was trying to ask them, it was like, well, what, what are you looking for? You know, I mean, what, yeah. what, what's your take on it? Because as I read the script, I was like, the guy, you know, the, his whole, his whole premise was that he was hiding from his sexuality or didn't want any, mm-hmm. any hints of it to, to sort of be out. That's what he'd always run away from. I said, so, mm-hmm. you know, it, if you want the, you know, two snaps up sort of whatever and neck rolling, whatever, <laughs> that's the, you know, if that's the angle you're going for, that's cool. It's a different sort of movie. But that's not what I'm reading here, right? And they were like, yeah. no, we we want you to play it, you know, as, you know, 
no pun intended, you know, as straight as possible so that he he is trying to, you know, hide what he is or trying to fit in in a, in a certain way and not really express that side of himself, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, and, and that was, you know, and, and just trying to play that, that truth and and basically the truth was he was trying to discover if his best friend had been killed and if so, who, uh, you know, the rest I figured would take care of itself, you know, and, and, yeah. and he had his own internal struggles or, or what have you. So, you know, I, I approached it from, from that way, you know. If they had wanted it a different way, it probably would have been a little harder for me to pull off, you know. <laughs> now, no, you know I totally understand. Yeah, now, you know, it's, uh, it's funny you said that about the, you know, the character you were playing, trying to hide his sexuality and this and that, because, uh, you know, the tragedy that happened down in Orlando, Florida, um, you know, it's reports coming out saying that the Muslim that did that attack in the club, they're saying that he yeah. was actually a, a closeted gay person who actually had a family, but he was going to that club on the low and hooking up with guys and, tra- uh, you know, transgendered yeah. people and stuff like that, and and then, then he that's he you know ended up shooting up the place. So I you know they're saying that he he, I guess struggled with it and and and, and yeah they said he had a profile on one of those sites too I think on Grinder yeah I was hearing some of that yeah that's that's very very you know tragic when you know you know obviously he may you don't know if he had mental illness before this or if that struggle you know mm-hmm. pushed his mental illness but you know the. When people are, are are forced to either deny themselves or they have these other pressures, be it religious or family or what have you, um, it's a as we can see, it can be a deadly combination. It can be a, a terrible mix, and mm-hmm. of not only wanting to hurt yourself or to see, you know, what's inside of you in others, and if that's inside of you is causing you pain, you're trying to lash out and hurt others. It's just a you know, if we can get to that point where we can just let people be and just let people live, you know, mm-hmm. can I live, you know, and, and let, right. let them do what they're going to do, I think the world will. I, I can imagine if that is the case, you know, the, the stresses and the pressure that he was under from society, from his family, from religion, you know, if that pushed in there, that's, you know, it's, it's it's sad. It's tragic all the way around. You know, I think about some of these politicians, you know, who are trying to run away from their sexuality and are the main cr- critics of that community okay. and, and, you know, trying to pass all these laws to, to hurt mm-hmm. them. Like, wait, but that's, you know, MC Peeps, what you doing? You know? Right. Uh, it, it's very, very, yeah, it's just unfortunate. You know, we, we just got to get past that. We got to get past mm-hmm. that. Let people live. Yes. Definitely. You ain't got to agree, but, I mean, you don't have to do all the extra. Just let them be. No. But just a few more questions, and I'm, then I'm going to let yeah. you go. Do you ever get starstruck? I know you're an actor yourself, and you have right. good roles, but do you ever get starstruck? Um, or have you? Rarely. I have, but I rarely. There was a couple times, I remember early on when I kind of first got to L.A., I was in LAX, I think I was flying off to Vancouver to go shoot this TV show, and I was I was buying a magazine. I was in the uh, just buying, you know, standing line or what have you. And I turned around and I see this, and I was like, "You're Sydney Poitier, right?" Oh. <laughs> so Sydney was like, "Yes, yes, I am, right?" And at that point, <laughs> I was like, "Oh man, I had just totally blown this whatsoever." I just turned around, <laughs> let me pay for my little magazine, and and. Um, 
at after this during all the whole big Selma promotion celebration, Oprah had this huge event up in Santa Barbara. So the cast, we were all up there, and she was honoring all these legends from the civil rights era, or whatever. And so, mm-hmm. Mr. Portier was there. You know, I mean, every I, that when you talk about that was a starstruck moment. I've never been in an environment where there were so many greats. You know, like you know John Lewis and all these people. You know, that just just fall. I was just, just completely blown away. And you know, and and, and Mr. Portier was there, and, and I, I still couldn't bring myself to say. You may remember some really goofy dude at LAX about <laughs> twelve years ago, just totally losing mm. his mind in the in the magazine store. But that, it was one of those nights uh, up back at to, to the Oprah event where, when I say it was surreal in terms of everywhere I turned, it was just an amazing experience. Uh, I remember later on that night, uh, somebody was asking me, he was like, hey, what were you and George Lucas talking about after, you know, so long? And I was like, and this is my response, oh, right, I forgot that happened. You know, <laughs> like, because I was wow. having so many encounters, like on the little shuttle bus over, John Singleton was sitting in front of me, and we were sitting there trying to catch some pictures of uh, uh, some, some of the civil rights leaders. I'm having like, John, move your head, man. I can't get my shot. You know, it's like <laughs> he trying to take pictures as well. So it was, it was one of those events where I think that that was a night where I felt like, man, I was I was somewhat struck by the mm-hmm. people that I was surrounded by. That was, so that that was that was a wild weekend. <laughs> That's amazing. And um, before I let you go, I want you to mention a lot of because I mean we've kind of touched on a little bit, but you've done mm-hmm. a lot of stuff, and you mentioned. Um, Selma and the guy um, that was in that movie as well, Stephon James, I've actually mm-hmm. been working with him on set. Um, I've been doing, like, some background work for Shots Fired, Caribbean film oh. here. Yeah, oh, and I remember oh, oh, he was oh. in that film as well, yeah. Yeah, Stephon, um, he's a good brother. He's a good kid. Yeah, he is. He's a really good actor, too. To be able to see him up close, him and Sanaa, they're really, I was like, wow. Like, I've never really been on, like, a, a set with, you know, big names like that. I do a lot of celebrity interviews, but not like movies. So being right, right, set, right. you know, it's kind of like, oh, this is interesting. But um, so talk about some of the, the the films and movies, and I know you've been on Girlfriends and shows like that, Soul Food. Mention all of those for people. Oh, who wow. You know, know. I, I've been blessed to, been, to have done a lot of, you know, I, I used to joke, like, you know, pretty much name any little nighttime, especially for a while there, any nighttime drama brother had done mm-hmm. it I, I played <laughs> so many cops and detectives I was like man I should get a pension at some point yeah. but uh you know going back from you know Die Hard with a Vengeance I remember it was one of the earlier films I did in New York and Men in Black um Red Corner with Richard Gere and then TV I just been just really you know really blessed this year you know, my uh friend of mine Kenya Barris who created Blackish you know, he called me up out of the blue, and he was just like, "Hey, man, uh, love, you know, can you come in and, and do this thing?" And I was like, "Oh, you know, no problem." So, you know, I went in and and got to play, uh, you know, the principal on the show during that the, the whole N word episode, which was a season premiere. And that was uh, that was a lot, and it, it was funny. I, I, I tease him now that I said, "Man, I said you've given me the best uh, compliment a brother could ever have in terms of, you know, on national TV." You know, referring to a brother as a young Denzel, I was like, I'll, I'll take that one Ooh. all day long. I said, but the flip side of that, if another person say, you ain't seen Training Day, if I get that question one more time, <laughs> because that was the joke in the story, 
It was like the character hadn't seen Training Day, and I was like, man, I hear that all the time. So, uh, <laughs> so I've been just, just really fortunate and blessed, like you said, girlfriends, you know, soul food, uh, you know, Seventh Heaven, uh, Charm, uh, just just a ton of NCIS, CSI Miami, CSI. You, you just wow. name it. A brother's probably had a, a little, t- you know, had his toe in it at least, and uh, <laughs> just. Yeah, just just been really, really fortunate, to, you know, just to keep moving along, and that's you know part of the work ethic, you know, just try mm-hmm. to keep working, work begets work, um, keep trying to do your best, keep showing up, you know, in your auditions. You're not auditioning for this job; you're auditioning for the next three that the uh, the casting director has coming across her desk, you know. Mm-hmm. So you know, bring it every time. So you know, like I said, when I go around speaking. You know, these a lot of things that I try to share with, uh, you know, particular audition techniques that have been very helpful for me in my career in, mm-hmm. in how you interact with, you know, the casting and producers, you know, weighs a lot. Um, so it's it's those kind of things that have helped me sustain and, and you know, keep it going, you know. And I've, I've been blessed, that, you know, with, for better or worse, been on, for this long, if you told me back in 2011 that, you know, 2016, I'd still be doing the show and this character, I'd be like, get out of here. But it's <laughs> been, you know, the biggest blessing um, that, you know, that I've had to, one, to, to have been able to meet, like a second family, you know, you know, I love them, Pete, you know, them, them, them some other people. Uh, that's been yeah. one of the biggest blessings and, and to, you know, continue to be able to do work and bring a smile to people's faces, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's been a true, true blessing. Yeah, and I mean, you've been around Tyler Perry and Oprah. It don't get no better than that. It's a good combination. No, exactly, and 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 they're both really good people. I, you know, I love Oprah to death, and I and I tease you, don't let Oprah fix your drink. Ooh, I think being a billionaire, you don't have a light hand anymore. Oprah can pour a drink. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> but uh, she's she's such a she's the real deal. You know, what you sense through the, the TV set is that's, mm-hmm. that's just who she is. She's a big hugger. She loves people. Um, when we were working on Selma and we'd done in Alabama, you know, it was just, you know, she'd have a little thing at the house that she was having. She's just, she's just the real mm-hmm. deal. Wow. The real that's deal. Awesome. Congrats to all of your success. You can't go anywhere but up from here. So I look forward to seeing one more thing. Oh, appreciate yeah. that. Appreciate that. Nice talking with both of you. And uh, hang in there and, uh, you know, stay on them sets. Learn what you can learn, you know, and, you know, mm-hmm. keep making your moves, you know. You keep making your yeah, moves. Yeah, trying to do a little something-something. <laughs> you know, and as I tell a lot of these kids, when you, or at least young people, that the one thing that I have, can say that I've learned that this 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 journey is a marathon. There's just no mm-hmm. sprint. You know, there's just a no – you just got to – enjoy each step of it you got to enjoy getting yeah. that phone call hey you got an audition tomorrow yeah or mm-hmm. hey you got a report time tomorrow for this or you know yeah. that you just kind of find a joy in each of the moments you know that mm-hmm. you know when i don't get a job or you go somewhere else you know i'm happy for the brother that got it and then i also mm-hmm. think about you know the other five brothers that was in the waiting room just like me they get the same phone yeah. call you know? so it, mm-hmm. it wasn't for us but you know yeah. we love it we stay in it that's good advice because, I mean, we have to – I know I have to remember that all the time. Like, just 
enjoy everything, every little moment. Because, of course, we can look and say, oh, I should be here or I think I should be here. But mm-hmm. it's all about timing. So I appreciate that. It really is. It really is. So hang in there. Yeah. You too, Jay. Keep doing your thing, brother. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Definitely. Thank you, Kent Falcon, for that wonderful, amazing interview. I learned a lot. Um, yeah. I loved it. Like, he was just, I mean, I love people that got positive energy. You know what I mean? Like, that he even told me, like, keep doing what you're doing. Like, people that can share that, like, share that state. So, um, and then, of course, I mean, he's been doing his thing, so I'm glad we could kind of. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, it was, it was great. It was a great interview. Um, Well, today, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, will you ready to get out of here? Will you ready to get <clears throat> Well, <clears throat> let me plug, of course, what I have going on. Um. I have an event that I am hosting next week. So if you are in Charlotte, North Carolina, and actually I don't even know if it's in Charlotte, but of course it's surrounding. Um, it's in the surrounding areas. Um, but I'm hosting a hair show, and it's um, called Swag Meets Elegance. And um, I think it's actually going to be a pretty big deal. Um, I'm hosting a long side fly tie, and if everybody has heard of fly tie, he's like one of the best hosts here in the city. He does stuff with hornets and all of that, so he's, like, top-notch. So I'm getting a chance to actually host with him. That is June 25th, Saturday, June 25th. So please come out to that. Um, Let's see. Of course, check me out online. I have um, illfamemag.com, and for people who need the spelling for that, that is I-L-L-F as in Frank, A-M-E-D as in dog, M-A-G.com. And, again, you say that, illfamemag.com. Um, a lot of entertainment news, sports news, music, um, and a lot of celebrity interviews. So I'm always on the scene. Follow me on Instagram at yourgirlt, so all correctly, um, as well as my my uh, business page, illfamemag. Um, yeah, keep, just stay with me, y'all. Like, I'm telling y'all, I'm moving. Like you said, this is a marathon, not a sprint. So I'm moving. I want y'all to move with me. Stay tuned. Um, we've got some exciting interviews coming up. Oh, yeah, an artist. Um, me and Jay, actually, we do the marketing thing. I don't know if a lot of people know that. Well, they know he do it. But um, the marketing, if you want to get your music out, if you want to get, um, you know, more eyes, more ears listening to what you have going on, just hit me up um, on Facebook, Tanae. Send me an email at contact at illfamemag.com. Again, that's contact at illfamemag.com or hit Jaya, whatever. Get in touch with me. We got some awesome packages, and I'm telling you, white people, they love us. So, yeah, just follow me. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Definitely follow today. You know, this is some guy named Jay, Tanae Staley, getting nosy. Got some more uh, great interviews coming up very soon. Keep checking us out. We do this Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, and before I keep talking, Birdman, is there anything you want to say to me? Y'all, y'all finished or y'all done? I ain't got no more talking. We ain't got no more talking. Y'all. No more. <laughs>